Hey dreamers, it's your girl Shonda And I just want to thank you all for listening to On The Mic in 2018 We were able to grow and harvest our support And expand our platform And in 2019, we have some new creatives coming on board To bring you their authentic content I'm so excited And if you're as excited as I am Or even a little bit excited Make sure you stay tuned because we have so much in store this year. Thank you so much, guys. Go to Liz and buy that neon pack from Mitchell Ness because I actually did that. It took me four days to draw all those logos out. So go support me because that was one of the biggest orders that we had this year at Mitchell. So go to Liz and buy the yeah. neon pack from Mitchell and Ness. I'm trying to get that bonus at work, y'all. Come on. <laughs> Let's get down to that bonus. <laughs> all right. What up y'all, this is Shonda with Army of Dreamers and today I have two very special guests with me. I went to school with both of these guys. They are very great artists and just good friends, people who I've stayed up with, uh, mostly on social media, but we've known each other for a long time. I have on my left, Mr. Um, Donnie, <laughs> just Donnie. And to my right, I have uh, Jamal, Jamal Durr. And for those of you who know Jamal, Jamal is an artist in Dayton from Lima. He's been doing a lot of work in the city with his art in Dayton and in Lima. And Donnie is in Cali now, in LA. Um, Donnie designs headgear for... Um, I designed headwear for a, a company called Mitchell Ness. I want to talk to you guys a little bit today just about um, just, I guess, what each of you are doing and kind of how you go about life being a creative and also um, just having a, a job or a career as well, maintaining that balance. How did your journey start? Because you've been designing for a little minute, so where did that start for you? Um, so the journey obviously started um, in, uh, in high school. Um, you know, we, we went to Stivers. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, it kind of just started there with the, the visual arts thing and um, I somehow pulled a scholarship to go to CCAD. <laughs> then when I went there, um, I uh, discovered uh, my. I picked a major which was industrial design mm -hmm. because I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to originally be a footwear designer. A lot. Well, a lot of people didn't know about me when I was in. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, besides <coughs> me and Jamal, my really close friends was. Um, I was really into music. And I was like, you know, I was producing music. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I might a know lot of people a little bit. Yeah, you know, I was pretty, DJ producing uh, music. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be a rapper. Um, believe it or not. I know it's, it's funny to you guys, but you know, to me, it's still no, a dream. No, you know, I'm still it's trying still, to live that dream. Yeah, you know? it's still um, something that could be done. Yeah. Um, so basically, I kind of connected the dots that you know, fashion incorporates itself with with music, mm -hmm. right? Um, True. Yeah. So when I picked this major, I wanted to be a footwear designer because. You know, I always felt like the shoes was like the thing for me. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> it was going to get me closer to the people that are in the industry. Yeah. So that's how it started off. That's smart. Yeah. Um, so I guess after CCAD, um, it, was, uh, it was pretty rough going there. Um, I wasn't that great in my class. Um, I guess what, what going to college kind of taught me was that you got to work with your strengths. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's like a mini society and a culture of yeah. its own. Yeah. Right, it's like it's like a little taste of what the real world is kind of like. Yeah. Right, just like by associating with you know, not even associating, but like communicating with certain people. Mm -hmm. You know, people are all, all different, and you got to know how to communicate them a certain way. Um, 
however though it's just like if you're not good at one thing mm-hmm. right you kind of discover what you are good at yeah me it was always more about um just like talking and, and presenting mm-hmm. you know and in my opinion that's what kind of carried me through college and because yeah. my work wasn't really that good and you know it became a thing where when people are trying to interview you for a job they, they don't really look at your work I mean, right. if your work is there your work is there mm-hmm. that's it right it just shows mm-hmm. that you can do it because anybody could do it anybody could do these things yeah. right <laughs> it's all about um how do you you know are you easy to work with you know mm-hmm. are you are you personable are you going to be an easy person in the office mm-hmm. you know so i some odd reason i always feel like the you know artists you know there's like a lot of narcissism that goes into it mm-hmm. like they don't want to play the like they, they don't want to sit in the back seat first they, they continue to want to sit in the front seat the whole time yeah. <laughs> right so like for me um i knew that i'm not a front seat guy yet you yeah. know so in order for me to get into the industry i had to sit in the back seat yeah um so when I was at CCAD, um, I knew that I had something going on for me because I actually got an interview for like Reebok in Boston. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but they, they had turned me down, whatever, yeah. because I mean, I was competing against kid all, kids all over the nation, you know. I actually saw the guy that they hired over me. He's actually pretty dope. He's from Canada. <laughs> you know? He's from Canada. He was the real deal Holyfield, you know. Like, yeah, but um, so, so I spent all four years in college, right, trying to figure out whatever I needed to do. Um, I didn't get that gig at Reebok, so... I was really down on myself and I felt like, you know, I didn't want to come back to Dayton. Mm-hmm. So I reconnected with my real dad. Mm-hmm. And I started, That's dope. Yep. <laughs> and I started like, um, like, like living with Tim a little bit. And there was a job, not a job, but um, so basically when I was looking for a job, I didn't know like where to even start, like where to go. So I happened to just send a bunch of blind emails out and I got a call from this company that was happened to be in Dallas where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me an internship, you know. Like I was in a company mm-hmm. where they do designs, but I wasn't designing. Yeah. I was an intern packing up boxes in a warehouse. Yeah. In the beginning, <laughs> right? Um, it was it was kind of weird at first because I realized that you know, I was the only kid that like spoke English in the whole warehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else they don't have degrees, whatever, right? Yeah. And yeah, at first you feel kind of salty. Yeah. But at the same time though, you're in. You got your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like that's like the, that's the key. You know. Mm-hmm. So I literally was packing boxes for like six months. So then uh, one of the, the designers got pregnant and, you know, they were looking for somebody to fill her spot. So nice. <laughs> I happened to be there and that's how I kind of just got in. And nice. I was like designing footwear over there at first. So nice. yeah, it was a company called um, Viral World. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys probably seen like, I'm sure everybody's seen a lot of the stuff. They just don't know. Yeah. Um, so anything that has to do with like, you know, like Looney Tunes, like any cartoons, Dragon Ball Z, whatever, all the headwear and all like the, the clothing and everything for it um it's all in the stores basically so yeah so my career kind of like kicked off from there it's just like basically just getting my foot in the door as a warehouse worker <laughs> you know what i'm saying so so your internship you were working in a warehouse That's yes what it basically like. i was just like being a what is it, a sample coordinator okay so everything that came in i, I made sure yeah i made sure like the okay donnie you don't you know? put your time in yeah it, yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> trust me it's it's crazy because I never thought it was going to work that way, you yeah. know, and it's just like um, when, I, when I got out, when I finally experienced it, I was like, all right, this is the way to do it. You know, this is, this, it's one way to do it. You know, yeah. there's multiple ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is the way that worked for me. Yeah. Just because um, I had no connections in the industry. Right. You know, um, all I had was just like me and my talent and my the way I my personality. Mm-hmm. Basically. My personality has carried me throughout my whole life. You know, <laughs> and I think yes. that's, uh, that's that's important. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so. I designed. I was designing there for three years. 
um, I got let go of over there, and I happened to get the gig at Mitchell and S. Nice. Like, just basically just sending. It was just like timing. Um, so when I when I got let go, I sent an email to the HR at Mitchell and S. Mm-hmm. And um, they a- interviewed me. Um, my boss, who who I'm working for now, mm-hmm. he's actually graduated from CCAD. Okay. In like 2004 or something, nice. right? So <laughs> it was kind of like it was kind of meant to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Dope. Yeah, you just gotta have a little bit of faith and just keep on pushing, mm-hmm. and you know, just never say no, even if it's the opportunity you're not want right now. Mm-hmm. Always say yes to these opportunities because you never know where it's gonna lead you. Yeah. You know, so and, For I, sure. and I feel like. Um, that's what a lot of young artists need to understand that mm-hmm. it's um it's like learning learning um what is it humility right mm-hmm. right is what they call it yeah um so <laughs> basically it's like and, and it makes me feel kind of weird that you know i know like a lot of a lot of the kids here you know they don't even want to go to school yeah because they're afraid of the debt you know mm-hmm. but i always try to explain to them like it's not all about being in debt man if you ever think about a stock market mm-hmm. right like you're putting the fifty thousand dollars into yourself mm-hmm. Yeah. You're your own stock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like you know <laughs> Yeah, it's like you you gotta make make it yourself, right? Yeah. You know, like people are always talking about start market this, start market that. It's like it's it's cool, but you know, put it into yourself and yeah. see what you can do with it. Cause you you somewhat have control of your future. Yeah. You know, you just gotta you just gotta learn him learn the humility, you know, sit in the back seat mm-hmm. until it's your time. Even uh, Stivers taught me that, you know, like, yeah. you know the critique that Stivers, bro, like, I was always getting grilled on the whole time, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just like... Yeah, yeah. but you, hey, it made you into a better person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like having thick skin. You gotta have thick yeah. skin, especially in anything, anything art-related, art, art industry, always have thick skin. Yeah, People sure. are, are gonna tell you that your stuff is crap. People are gonna tell you your stuff is good, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But you can't please everybody. Yeah, But, true. you know, always work on your game, you know? Yeah. It's just like anything, like sports, it's all, all the same. Yeah. So. And that's a good segue into this this guy exactly. because he's been working on his game for quite a long time yes yes quite some time but before i talk about me though i just want to say really quickly um <clears throat> so donovan and i we've been friends since uh, freshman year mm-hmm. of high school we were both in a jorge's computer graphics class together so right next jorge, to each other shout out to jorge. <laughs> shout out to jorge um yeah, shout out to Jorge. Actually, I wish I did better in that class. Like, I wish I took it serious. Hey, that, yeah. that put us way ahead of the game, though, when we hit college. It, def- it, it definitely did. But, no, I just want to say that. You know, Donovan's work ethic, uh, I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, everything that he's saying, it's 1,000% true. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean he, he was never the most talented. He was never the smartest. But he just outworked a lot of people. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. he used I'm to um, have, like, a full sweatsuit on in gym plus spandex. Yeah, running, <laughs> running laps Boy. while everybody else lollygagging in gym class. I had to, I had to make weight, man. Yeah, you definitely can't cheat yourself. Um, the art has just always been something that I've come back to over the years. Um, I'm going back to 2010, um, which I had already been out, out of Stivers for a couple of years. Um, so I graduate from Wayne. And I get accepted into Pratt Institute mm-hmm. in New York City, a you know, very prestigious art school. Um, right now, I might be ranked like number six in the world. Mm-hmm. So very, pre- very prestigious. Um, so I was out there. I'm studying architecture, and that's you know in my mind, that's what I want to do: is mm-hmm. be an architect. Um, and things are going great um, for the majority of my time there. Um, 
I mean, the work was tough, but I was learning. Um, I had a girlfriend out there. We're both architecture majors, and we we're just, you know, we were doing it. We we're pushing through. <laughs> um, but towards the end of that first year, um, I was having uh, issues with uh, financial aid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had like an $11,000 balance um, per semester mm-hmm. um, is what I was looking at moving forward. And um, so I spent about three weeks in the financial aid office you know, just, just pursuing options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were able to get that number down from 11,000 a semester to 6,000. But once we got down to 6,000, there were just no more options. Yeah. And I just, I didn't have, you know, $12,000 to pay out of pocket mm-hmm. per year. And it was mm-hmm. a five year program. Yeah. So, um, I pulled the plug on that and, uh, I was pretty depressed for about two years. <laughs> um, you know, just being one of those kids who, you know, I did well academically, um, all throughout grade school, and that was something that defined me. Mm-hmm. So for me to, you know, at that point be a college dropout and not be on track to get a degree, which again, I felt like I needed that to define me. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was letting myself down. I was letting my family down, just anybody that, that knew me, right? <clears throat> and so yeah, for about two years, um, I was dealing with that and just trying to pull myself out of this slump. Um, I did return to school back in 2013, I was studying graphic design again down in Cincinnati. Um, and again, Jorge's graphic design class <laughs> definitely taught me everything I needed to know. 100%. 100%. 100%, 100% bro. Again. I was getting it for a minute. Then I was like, I just got, I couldn't focus. Like, <laughs> it was bad. It was the future, man. Yeah, it, I know. We were, we were way ahead I know, of the curve. I know. <clears throat> but um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm studying graphic design for a couple of years down in Cincinnati. And then that falls through. Uh, by this uh, point in life, I'm a father. Um, yeah, my daughter's here in Dayton. I'm down in Cincinnati. I'm going to school full time. I'm working two jobs. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still trying to be here every weekend to mm-hmm. you know establish and build a relationship with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I was very spread thin. Um, and then eventually I got to a point where life became too much. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my situation and I said, okay, so there's school, there's work, and there's parenting, right? I'll never stop being a parent and I can't stop working. So school had to go yet again. Yeah. And so... I wasn't too beat up about it this time because, you know, I had to, it was just a choice that I had to make. It was a mature decision and there was just something greater that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so, again, I stepped away from the art again for a little while. Um, and eventually I, I pick it back up because I want to get into tattooing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I initially wanted to do it just as a way to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just to make money as an artist of some kind. Um, and so I spent a lot of time in 2016 just creating a portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going home after work every night and I'm cranking out pieces in four to six hours just to post on social media the yeah. next day <laughs> and just really start building a following. I pretty much did that all of 2016 and well into 2017 as yeah. well before some other opportunities came about. But um, you know, for about 10 months, I was, I was learning how to tattoo. What I did was I went on Instagram and I composed a message. Mm-hmm. I, I just said, you know, who I was, you know, what I did and what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I sent that message to like four or five tattoo shops in the Dayton area. And one of them happened mm-hmm. to hit me back. Mm-hmm. And that what got, that's what got my foot in the door. Okay. Um, but, you know, as time went on, you know, by the, by the end of those 10 months, I realized that, well, one, I didn't love it. <laughs> and that I was only, you know, doing it for the money. And there was just a few things about the tattoo industry the the culture of it that just did not agree 
with what I truly wanted to do. Yeah. So again, here I am stepping away from something else, and I just had to make the decision, um, uh, you know, within myself to say that okay, <clears throat> I want to be an artist. I keep coming back to this for some reason, in some way, shape, or form, but I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to do it on my own terms. Mm-hmm. And so again, I just you know. And, and, you know, and I, and I do this realizing that, you know, whatever opportunities are going to come my way, it's going to start with the craft. Yeah. And so literally, you know, every night you know, I'm working on my craft, you know, every night throughout the week and on the weekends, I, you know, it's just a, a time for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like Sunday night through Thursday night, you know, I come home from work and I'm still working. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so in 2017, I think in April, I first... Um, get wind of the art of trap shows mm-hmm. um which they were they, they were pretty cool um i displayed in a few of them and after about three or four shows about three or four months because at the time they were doing them like every month mm, yeah. um <laughs> the curators you know they reached out to me and asked if i wanted to be a part of their team mm-hmm. um i didn't think much of it at first i'm like okay sure cool why not um <laughs> and so for the next year i'm I'm really just studying and, and gathering all this knowledge of how to put together an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the curators, you know, they were older guys, like in their early 30s, and they were artists as well. Mm-hmm. You know, guys who, so like myself, they had tried a few things, you know, mm-hmm. been a few places, seen some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned a lot just from, you know, like, like, like Donovan said, just being that guy in the backseat yeah. and, just, and just watching these guys work, yeah. you know, which, you know, eventually led me to curating my own events earlier this year mm-hmm. with uh, the Lima City Showcase, um, which you know, I chose to do a city uh, a city like Lima because, well, for one, it's where I'm from, and for two, you know, it, it's essentially a good test market because mm-hmm. a city like Lima, there really isn't an art scene. Yeah. So I thought it would be cool to not only you know put on for you know my for my people for my family that doesn't get to see what I do firsthand, but to also try to spearhead a movement in a place where there is virtually no art scene whatsoever especially for the urban community yeah <laughs> um it's a good name too yeah um <laughs> and so i mean I, and so I, I utilized my graphic design background of course to do like flyers and promo and tickets and things like that and you know, a lot of help from family from other artists in the area that were just excited to be a part of, of something you know bigger than themselves and um the really cool thing about it was just to create opportunities for other people yeah um, that was a major major part of it that feeling that i got from 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 doing that you know it essentially it's 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 a work of art itself yeah you know like you you have an idea you know but instead of me putting it on paper putting it on canvas you know it let's say it became something uh real i guess well physical to where you know people can experience it um in multiple ways versus just you know viewing something visually well 2018 in general has just been a big step forward for me as an artist, um, just watching my following grow, watching my networking grow, um, watching my skills grow. Um, like one major thing that was different this year was that I started painting. Um, like one of the, uh, <laughs> like one of the painting uh, is another level. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the curators at the Art of Trap shows, he primarily paints, mm-hmm. and so I'm seeing his work at these shows. And I mean, I have my drawings and stuff; they're cool, but really, just like the scale and, and the use of color. In, in his work, you know, versus, you know, the more, you know, clean and, and technical pieces that I was doing, um, I don't know, like his work just had a, such such a bigger impact. And I'm like, you know what, I want to do that. I want to create that same impact. 
And so at the beginning of this year, I start painting. And about, you know, six, seven months into the year, I finally get to a point where I feel like my skills are respectable. Um, but of course, I'm still learning. You know, I, I have books and I watch tutorials and, you know, just really, you know, studying the, the, the art of painting. Take note, y'all. <laughs> um, you know, because, I mean, like I said earlier, um, so whatever opportunities are going to come my way, they're going, it's going to start with the craft. Um, you know, if things were to blow up tomorrow and everybody's going, you know, finding my Instagram page, you know, I, w- I want to make sure that all my work there that they're viewing is the absolute best of what I can do. Yeah. Um, and I've actually had two pretty solid opportunities come my way. Um, I got to tell you about this first one. It, it was just so crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so on Facebook, there's a guy <laughs> that reaches out to me um, just wanting a, uh, a, a campaign poster. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, is running for president of the teachers union for, okay. this, for the state of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know this guy. Com- complete stranger. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, sure, we can work that out. I only charge him like 75 bucks. I'm just looking at like, you know, I can do it small, just some quick little promo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just get out the way. Um, so I asked him if he can send me you know, any references, you know, photos of, uh, of, of what he's looking for so I can get an idea and get started. And, he, and he's like, yeah, sure, but I think we should have a phone conversation first. That might be better. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll be free around six later today. Does that work for you? And then he says this. He's like, yeah, sure. I actually have a meeting with Barack Obama today at three o'clock. <laughs> we should be done well before six. And I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like I, I reread that message like three or four times right away. And I'm just like, okay, all right, um, cool. I'll call you at six. And then he says, um, he was like, you'll be amazed to learn why I selected you. So now there's just this like ominous, you yeah. know, like like foreshadowing going on. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, what could he possibly have to say to me? Right. <laughs> and this is like 10 o'clock in the morning. So from like 10 until about, I called him around seven that mm-hmm. day. So from about 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. it's just in the back of my mind all day like what's going on here like, what's about to happen mm-hmm. so uh, so this is how he found me um, he tells me during our phone conversation so you know those videos um, of the celebrities where they go undercover as an uber driver or a lyft driver mm-hmm. so a friend of mine on facebook had shared the one that chance the rapper did mm-hmm. and i'm at work when i see it i can't watch it right away so i share it mm-hmm. and i don't know what number person i was to to share that video but mm-hmm. chance saw it um like notification on his phone like oh jamal dare shared whatever whatever mm-hmm. and so he goes to my page and he sees what? that i do art and so Chance the Rapper recommended me to the guy that commissioned me for the campaign poster because Chance the Rapper is the godfather to this guy's kids. What? <laughs> and I'm on the phone just I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Off of a share. Off of a share. Industry. <laughs> you but know. that's also doing what you like, like making those decisions for yourself too. Like, mm-hmm. because... At the point when you started sharing your art, you was like sharing your art, like you was doing it consistently. Right. And mm-hmm. I remember us having a couple conversations, and Donnie had a few conversations because he had um, mentioned what I was doing in Columbus to you. And in my mind, I was like, I'm doing stuff, but nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, just do your art, just do your art. And then you just been doing art, sharing art, and it's just been really like. It has, it's been nonstop ever since you started, in my mind. Right, right. I'm definitely into the habit of it now. Like, if I'm at home and I'm not working, I start to feel guilty. Like, I need to be doing something, whether it's working on a commission 
or even just brainstorming for a new project or just something. Yeah. Um, because, you know, again, like I said, whatever's going to happen, is it, it's going to start with the craft. So, you know, if I'm sitting at home and I'm doing nothing right and I start thinking about, you know, creating or wanting to create, you know, if I can't say to myself that I'm the best I can be right now, then something's wrong and I, I got to get to work. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> and I've actually had my kids staying with me. Uh, I have to have two daughters and they've been staying with me since May. And like I said, my original schedule would be to just work while I don't have them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they get my undivided attention you know, on the weekends mm-hmm. or as or, or uh, just whenever I have them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but now there's they're seeing me at home working. Yeah. And, you know, now they're becoming influenced by, it. you know, like, daddy, yeah. I want to paint. Daddy, I want to draw. Um, you know, so I get them little canvases and, you know, cheap paints and things and let them go to town on some stuff. Mm-hmm. But my, my older daughter, Reagan, she's five. And she's in kindergarten now. And at her little preschool graduation, you know, they ask all the kids what they want to be when they grow up. Mm-hmm. And she said she wants to be a painter, uh, a singer, and a dancer. She said she wants to be a triple threat. But she said painter first. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I see you, Reagan. I see you. Okay. Beautiful. Um, yeah. You know, when people are who their influences are. Um, and I had no creative influences growing up. Whatever mm-hmm. I was doing was just, you know, it's just what I was doing, you know, yeah. until I got to some art schools and things. But... I think it would be dope to see, you know, one of or both of my kids, you know, pursue, you know, any creative outlet and being somebody that can help them maneuver through that. Yeah. Um, I think that would be super, super dope. Um, yeah. Because teaching um, is another part of, of what I want to do somewhere down the line. Um, well, creative mentoring is what I would call it. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> I get asked a lot of questions all the time. I don't, I don't consider myself a big time artist, but <laughs> I get a lot of younger artists you know in my dms all the time ask me about tips and advice and I, I share as much as i can really with dope. them yeah because <laughs> um, you know a lot of these you know bigger artists you know i understand it'll be so i mean once you get so big and so busy mm-hmm. you can't reply to every dm yeah. but you know some of them are they're 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 really jerks yeah you know and you know they don't want to share anything with anybody and i'm mm-hmm. i'm definitely not one of those people like yeah. i will share as much knowledge as i can to you know build up the creative field as a whole because yeah. that's what i want somebody to do for me yeah um yeah so 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 teaching and uh, well merchandise is another thing that i want to pursue actually uh well i have a sample phone case here with some more work on (laughs) look at you and i love the courage like piece i love the courage piece well i didn't know you wanted to do merchandise jamal you know i got you on that right (laughs) just a heads up we Um, all gonna have to talk about that because i'm doing a little something something not like on jamal's level though we already talked a little bit about your stuff. Yeah, that's right. going to be fire. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I feel like if I'm going to make it as an artist, um, you know, I want to have multiple streams of income. So that would, for me, that would be, you know, selling any personal projects that I do, mm-hmm. um, taking on commissions, selling prints, um, curating events, um, the merchandise, and teaching. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's like six right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, plus whatever else I could possibly get yeah. my hands on. Um, and so if, you know, if I can get to the point, you know, within the next, you know, five, ten years where I can get all those things, you know, working on the same accord, mm-hmm. I should be doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, then another another piece of that as well, you know, with trying to pursue, you know, any field, you know, this is just is across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, uh, finding those, those influences, you know, mm-hmm. the people that have, you know, laid the groundwork for you 
and, and, and study them, study, study how they move, study what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, you know, you know, if I go back to, you know, when I was, you know, five, six, seven years old and I said I want to be a basketball player, mm-hmm. you know, then I'm going to watch, you know, Michael Jordan. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch Kobe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to watch, you know, the greats. Um, <clears throat> you know, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it'd be you know, LeBron, Kyrie, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, like Patrick. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> but um, now his was D Wade. Yeah, 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 yeah his was D Wade. But um, but he, but in the art community, um, two guys that I study a lot are Hebrew Brantley mm-hmm. out of uh, Chicago yeah. and Cause. Okay, I don't uh, know him, but I know Hebrew Brantley. Yeah, uh, Hebrew Hebrew's dope. Uh, one of my mentors actually uh, floated his name my way. Okay. And uh, you know, so you know, black guy, you know, out of I think out of the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure how he got his start, but he's made a great transition into merchandise. Yeah, uh, I've seen his stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what one thing that he does really well is that he has uh, you know like narrative driven work mm-hmm. right centered around this uh, flyboy mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Yeah. which is awesome um you know of course so he has all of his exhibitions and he has he has toys shirts all kinds of merch um and has, has really you know blown up and and, and made it um and cause is, is similar which he uh, more so just does like his his exhibitions and the statues and things like that i haven't seen much merch from him i've seen the toys mm-hmm. but um but just another guy that you know just I believe calls just started just by just tagging uh, stuff around the city. Yeah. He did the uh, Heartbreaks and 808. Okay. Okay. The X's on the eyes. Yeah. But, you know, he also just uses, you know, this re- recurring motif um, that was inspired by Disney characters. Um, uh, well, namely Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like the X's on the eyes. It was like, yeah. you know, and just, like, just putting it all together and. You know, I'm sure these guys are, you know, they're, they're seizing their opportunities and they're bettering their craft and, you know, as networking, that, yeah, networking <laughs> and, you know, as things have gotten bigger, because I know they both have a team now. Mm-hmm. I watched the, like a 30 minute video on calls and he has like a team of 10 and they all work out of a studio in New York City. Yeah. And like he will pretty much like lay the framework for new pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, like he'll drop the designs, he'll get the color swatches. Mm-hmm. Um and basically give his team the blueprint mm-hmm. and and they and they get it all done and then i'm pretty sure hebrew probably runs a, a similar operation because once you get so big it's on so much say, you, you know do. you make it when you got a team <laughs> like for real right like i'm slowly getting a couple of people on board and i'm like man just the planning it takes to add one person like right. you really got to become a manager like a boss mm-hmm. like when you have to lead people and tell people what to do Right. But you also have to find the right people and the people who have a passion for what you do. And who's going to respect you. And right. respect you and understand the vision. Because yeah, a lot of people, they'll want to come on board, but then they get very sidetracked very easily because mm-hmm. they don't know what the vision is. Or right. they just, they see it and they want to be that narcissistic person of like, <laughs> I want to I be rocking with you because I want to be in your light. But then mm-hmm. they don't want to do the work that that creates the light. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, there's there's the notion of, of trust. You got to be able to trust them. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, people that can help keep the shit running, you know, when you aren't at your best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, finding people that not only see the vision, but are willing to support you for no money. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, who has money to, you know, yeah. to have people on <laughs> payroll, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you can find those kinds of people. That's when you know you really have something special because... Yeah. As an artist, 
you know, like, okay, so like I said, you know, if, if I'm doing commissioned work, right, somebody comes to me with an idea and, you know, so, so it's in their brain, right? Mm-hmm. So then they've communicated to me verbally. So I receive it verbally. Now it's in my brain. And now it's up to me to produce this, mm-hmm. you know, the, to, to, to physically manifest this idea, mm-hmm. you know, um, to interpret it in the best way that I can, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it, so ideas tend to travel, you know, multiple avenues before they ever come to fruition. Yeah. Um, and so that's, it, it, it's not easy. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> I like the way you put that. You know, and so when, when somebody else is able to see your vision, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, there, there's, there, there's a lot of power in that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes people can bring that vision out of you too. Like that, those are great people to work with, and that's what I was looking for currently. Like I was looking for a brand manager, which I'm working with somebody now, and I think it'll be good. But um, what I needed in a brand manager, first of all, I couldn't really articulate what I needed. <laughs> I'm like, um, I need somebody to help me fill in the gaps. Like that's what I need. But um, to find somebody that can pull that out of you too, because. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know what you want to do, but you might, it's sometimes it's good to have other suggestions and people who are going to not just be yes men, but are going to be like, okay, that sounds dope, but does it make sense right now? So that's what I was looking for in a brand manager. So that's the first piece that I'm adding to my team. Other than that, I have Nate as my videographer. Right. But <laughs> I'm a team. Doing a great job. Thank right, you. right, and and that's and, and that's a major, that's definitely a major a major step because it's something that I've been thinking about as well as things continue to grow for me. Um, like right now, it'd be cool if I had like a secretary, yeah. you know, somebody that could you know like go shift artwork for me, yeah. or you know respond to DMs for me, mm-hmm. or you know message certain people for me, um, so that I can just focus on the creating. Yeah. Um, all of y'all who are listening to this, reach out if you want to do that job, <laughs> seriously. I would most definitely appreciate it. Because um, I really, I would, for either of you, but all of my creative friends who are dope and who I know, like, I, I'm super inspired and believe in what they're doing, I would be on the team in a second. Like, if I didn't have my own, like, ship to run, ship to sell, I'd be like, all right, let's get this done. Because y'all doing y'all thing. Definitely, definitely. Um, another thing, um, so for anybody that is on... You know, whether, whether it be a, a journey um, creatively or whether you're an athlete or you know, whatever it is that, that you're doing. Um, another key thing is just to be realistic about your skill set and your goals and how close you are to achieving those goals. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and who you are. Yeah. Um, like, well, that's, that's one thing that I've learned from a few of my mentors because um, at the last time that I spoke to one of them, he was saying like, oh, well, you think that you're here, but really you're here. Yeah. And, and you just don't see it because, you, you know, you have your head down and, and you're working, uh, you know, which is good. But, you know, just really just saying that to try to encourage me and not let me get down on myself. Yeah. Um, you know, like I don't have 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I didn't, and I made, I don't, I made some money this year uh, from my art, but I didn't make a ton of money. Yeah. You know, I, I don't make enough from the art to step away from working a day job. Yeah. Um, but like, I know where my skill set lies. Um, 
you know, of course, you know, like when I when I make posts, you know, people will compliment my work. Um, people will inquire about commissions, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I get a lot of praise. You know, but people yeah. they will build me up. Yeah. But you know, I look at artwork every day. Yeah. Um, I look at artists that I admire every day, and mm-hmm. I see so much work that is better than what I can do, mm-hmm. and that keeps me humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like I said, I'm realistic about where my skill set lies, and I know what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the world is a big place. You know, and there's always somebody that's better. Um, you know, uh, I always like to use a, um, a Dragon Ball Z reference, um, you know, like after Goku and Vegeta, after, after, after they beat a villain, you know, they don't just, you know, go, you know, relax and, yeah. you know, be with their families. Like, no, they get right back to the grind. You know, they yeah. get right back, <laughs> they get right back to training. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm strong now, but I can be stronger. That's and so, funny. and that's the kind of mentality that I try to have. Yeah. That's a great mentality to have because <laughs> that's how you progress in life in anything. Yeah. Right. You know, you always just got to keep moving. Yeah. And I think, too, like competition is a big thing. A lot of people get caught up and distracted in competition. Mm -hmm. Everybody. One, there's the people who have false competition, Mm -hmm. the people who just always (laughs) talking about the haters and this, this and that so much that they create this other universe of just like Mm -hmm. people when it's really just the voice in their head that they're talking about. (laughs) That's narcissism, bro. Yeah. So that's the one. But then also just the competition that comes naturally amongst people where it's Mm -hmm. like you you compare yourself to everybody. So your goals begin to be, okay, they're here and I want to be better than them. So now my goals are based off of where they are versus your individual goals. And then you can measure your progress based off of how close you are to that goal. So I try to always, whenever I get like distracted or I'm like, dang, am I doing enough? I try to get back to that place (laughs) of like, what are your goals? How do you get to where you need to go? Like Mm -hmm. not focusing on them because then I take on their goals and that's not a good place to be because then you lose sight of the plan and the, in the beginning so that's how I move forward also I think for me one of the biggest challenges I had when I started was just understanding what I was doing like you said Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing I was like I love podcasting but it kind of came about because I was doing artist showcase and then it just became let me sit down and talk to these people Mm -hmm. and so for a minute it was hard for me to like really put myself into a space where people could identify me because people didn't know what I was doing. They just knew I was doing stuff. <laughs> so now I kind of embrace the podcast to a bigger, um, in a bigger sense to where it's taken on more of the brand than I expected. Mm-hmm. And then also um, just connecting with the right people and kind of just keeping those authentic conversations going. Mm-hmm. Not feeling like I need to do interviews to just get them out because right, that's what right. a lot of people do. So yeah. <laughs> I always take breaks and I sit on my interviews because... I want to make sure that what I'm putting out is for the time and it happened when it needed to happen. Kind of like how this one happened. You're definitely doing the right thing. (laughs) Thank you. Because podcast is the future. So each podcast, you know, arguably um, is a work of art in itself, Mm -hmm. right? And a a piece of art, you know, whether it be a song or a painting, a drawing, a piece of clothing, whatever, a certain kind of energy went into that right mm-hmm. a certain kind of energy a certain kind of focus and it's like your kids you know i have i have two kids mm-hmm. you know they're both my kids they're beautiful but thank <laughs> you thank you but yeah. they're but but they're completely different mm-hmm. right and it's the same thing with artwork every piece is different you know and so you definitely want to give every piece the focus and the energy that it deserves because 
if that energy isn't right, then it's going to manifest in the finished product. Yeah. You know, and Ooh, I know about that too. <laughs> I had some of those podcasts where I was like, man, that was tough. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things <laughs> where a lot of people may not consciously detect it unless they're just pretty savvy about these kinds of things. Yeah. But subconsciously, everybody's going to feel it. Yeah. Every, you know, and so, um, that's a, a very very strong point you know like we don't have to like, like yes you, you want to produce you want to be consistent mm -hmm. but quality definitely goes so much further yeah than quality uh, yeah. i'm sorry quality goes so much further than quantity did yeah. i say that yeah, I said yeah. That. <laughs> we had took an overnight trip to new york literally overnight went there and came back because our <laughs> schedules wouldn't allow for us to take more time or we would but we ended up meeting up with this guy named Corey Cambridge. And Corey mm -hmm. is, like, doing his thing in podcasting. And he just, he does a lot. Like, he's producing, like, three different shows. And he just, I reached out to him because he connects with some really dope people in the industry, like, across all fields. Like, advertisement and fashion and music. Like, all of these different fields. But when I went to New York, first of all, I wasn't expecting him to reach back out. And when he did, I was like, <laughs> looked at me like, we got to go. <laughs> like, you're coming with me. I need a camera. Like, we got to go. And so when we went and we linked up with him, the interview was dope. And I got a lot of gems from him. And I also understood that, you know, even though you listen to somebody, you admire them. Y'all still have contrasting opinions because there were some things that mm -hmm. we weren't agreeing on. But it was that cool. True. That yeah. True. But um, I ended up getting to sit on a hit sit in on his interview with Ma from the Joe Button podcast mm -hmm. and got more information and more feedback. And it was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, like I'm definitely doing this like for a while. Like I like what I'm doing. Like I think this is dope. And people tell you all the time, like you put so much energy in and get way less money, but the money will come yep. if you do it correctly. Right. And that's just, that's just business. Yeah. You know, like nobody's going to come right out the gate you know, making the kind of money they want to make in year one, mm -hmm. year yeah. two, maybe even year three, right? Yeah. Like for me personally, it was in 2016 when I decided that I'll pursue art full time. Yeah. And at the end of 2016, I'm sorry, at the end of 2017 was when I started keeping track of all the art that I was selling. So at the end of 2017, to the end of about year two, um, I made about 800 bucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, you made something though. I, I made something, you know, but I, I, I went, I, I, I bought a piece of paper and I went back, okay, I said, okay, I sold this, 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 and this, and it's about 800 bucks for mm -hmm. all of 2017. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this sucks, you know, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, okay, next year I'm just going to keep track from, uh, from start to finish of all the artwork that I sell. Um, and, you know, just naturally through, you know, things building and you know making more connections and of course you know my craft getting better you know that number jumped five times mm -hmm. so it jumped from eight hundred dollars to four actually like 40 almost 4200 is what mm -hmm. i made here in 2018 That's dope. <laughs> um which again not a ton of money but a major jump yeah. right and it takes so much effort and energy to get people to put money out right 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 um <clears throat> and so and so what I plan to do for 2019 is to actively pursue a dollar amount. You know, just like any business, you know, they have like their quarterly yeah. goals or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to try to break it down that way and really try to move more like a business. You know, mm -hmm. so if I say, okay, I want to jump five, five times again. Mm -hmm. So if I want to go from uh, 4000 to 20000 mm -hmm. off my art in 2019, 
okay, so every three months I need to do about this much, yeah. you know, every month about this much, every week about this much. And so then I say, okay, what are my options to make this happen? Yeah. You know, so at the end of three months, I see where I'm at. You know, did I meet my goal? Yay, great. You know, let's keep doing these things to, you know, see more growth. Or if I didn't, okay, why didn't I do it? What, yeah. what do I need to start doing? Yeah. Um, it's the exact same thing. Um, I know it can be tough for creatives to move with a business mind. Um, but but about, you got to. Yeah, you and that's what Army of Dreamers is about. And that's, 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 that's the difference. That's <laughs> and that's why I'm so happy to have yeah. both of y'all here. Because that's what Army of Dreamers is about. And I feel like both of y'all are really doing y'all thing. Like, um, you, you guys ever need anything? Including whoever's listening out there, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to leave her my email. You guys want me to critique, uh, what is it? Uh, critique you guys' stuff. Um, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm not going to sit here and tell you stuff is good if it's not good. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's just only... Um, <laughs> It's only going to make you better. Yeah. Right. So you know, I'll put Donnie's information in yeah. the comments. Yeah. I'll have it on each platform. <laughs> but, uh, let, me, let me go back to like one thing because I know um, Jamal was talking about how like the quality and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree with that. But for me, just like saying that we don't have the same visions, mm-hmm. you know, or not the same mind, right? Some stuff we don't agree on, some stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like for me, quality was something that I kind of struggled with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's because like, you know, if you're a perfectionist, right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hold you back more than anything, right? Yeah. I think for me, um, at first, I always felt it's all about consistency. Mm-hmm. For example, um, for like music, for example, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of rappers can't rap, you know. They're, 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 their music is not that great, you know. But it's it's it's. But over time, they get better, right? Mm-hmm. But they were always consistent with they drop stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like, um, cause like the more consistent you are, and the more stuff that you do put out, the more critique you're gonna get, and the mm-hmm. better you're gonna be. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that's how I kind of see that part. As you long know, as uh, you're putting, you're hearing the critiques or the constructive yeah. criticism, well, able to like. And to be honest with you, like if, if you're like doing anything in art, man, there's you're always, Some, gonna, be, you're always gonna have a crowd. Yeah, you're always gonna have a lot of criticism. Like yeah. whether you know, it's up to you to take whichever one you want. You know, like right. people are just gonna destroy. That's just how yeah. it is. You always <laughs> you have know? criticism, and you'll always uh, have a crowd. Yeah, you'll always have somebody there, but it's just like you know. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, right? No, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. Feel I don't free. get the opportunity go to talk ahead. about the stuff. Go ahead. Toot your own horn. So, um, I guess, like, uh, so the hat that Jamal's wearing right now, I actually designed it the last couple of days. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been looking at that, too, because, yeah. you know, NASA is, like, heavy out Just here. Just like I said, if y'all need any merch uh, help, you know, I can even... I take you guys to the next level, bro. Like, um, we gonna talk. Yeah, just for right now. Um, I'm but, basic. I just need yeah. good line work. Anybody who's listening <laughs> right now, you guys have merch dreams. Get your vendor's license. It's not that much. Google it. Google's right there. The source is right there. Get yeah. your vendor's license and then come talk to me and I'm gonna show you the game. But yeah, uh, there's like a lot of stuff out there that you know the internet is there, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like. I noticed that, because I was the same way when I was growing up in Dayton, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know where to look. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know industrial design was a thing. Yeah. You know, I didn't know none of this stuff. Right. Nobody told us that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't find out until I went to school. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the hardest major. So I just, like, all right, let me just try it. You know, and I just... You was in there with Sean Pettiford. <laughs> oh, we lived together. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember all, that now. All four years. I remember that now. That's crazy. Oh, man, it, 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 what a time to be alive at that time. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, yeah I remember yeah. that because I think I was on the phone with Sean a couple times, uh-huh. maybe. It had to be Sean because it was you, him, Billy or Billy Haynes, I think. Yeah, that, that yeah. freshman year, yeah, Billy yeah. Haynes was there, too. Um, yeah. Actually, no, I want to give a shout out to Sean Pettiford, even though he always ignores my texts and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, he was one of the reasons he why. He's living you know, his best life. He's right living now. his best life for sure, you know. Um, but he was one of the reasons why, like, you know, 
he gave me validation for who I was. You yeah. know? I mean, I know he didn't, I didn't, I never told him that, but I just yeah. look at his stuff. It's like a minor. I was like, all right, cool. Let me just see, you know. <laughs> yeah, Sean's dope. Yeah. He yeah. Was. yeah, he's dope, man. Like, um, but yeah, shout out to Sean Pettiford. Um, Miss you, man. Call Get me around. sometime. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to have a visual arts reunion. I'm about to make it happen annually. Because yeah. I think we all are dope and we're all doing, like, things. We're all, like, progressing and keeping whatever we want to do going. And I think that it would be dope to have these, like, annual meetups because we can just continue to motivate each other and grow our brands uh, and just watch it you're doing great <laughs> trust me like, I, I watch your stuff man you're doing <laughs> thank great you. like thank it's just you. like <laughs> it's you're doing a lot more than than, yeah. than what i thought anybody else could do thank you, know? you. especially in this city thank you, you know what i'm yeah. saying the fact that you have that outlet i'm trying you know man it's always, a lot yeah. uh, can we talk about 2019 goals real yeah. quick yeah 2019 goals yeah what do we have going on in 2019 all right so you start since you um a couple of uh things for me is one to, to hit a certain dollar amount off of the art uh, by the end of the year um so this year i've actually been invited to three art shows in new york city i still have a ton of connections there mm-hmm. um i've had to miss every single one um due to you know not having the time or not having the funds not having the time or the funds um <laughs> But my goal is to display in a show outside of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one major goal. It'll probably end up. It'll probably end up being New York, Chicago, or Atlanta because mm-hmm. those places seem to be where I have the most connections mm-hmm. at. Let's um, see. Another one is definitely to release some merchandise. I've been sampling a few products for a while. So along with the phone case, I've done a few hoodies. I've done a few hats. Um, just testing the quality of things. Mm-hmm. You know, just giving stuff away to people, letting them wear it out and. You know, see what their uh, engagement is as far as yeah, how, how people interact yeah. with it. <laughs> I, the phone case is all I got left. It's all I got left. Um, <clears throat> those are probably my three biggest goals. Well, another one is, is to read more. Um, definitely like more art books because, like I said, I'm always trying to get better. Um, I'll probably start doing more uh, videos myself, just like time lapses and things. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, people ask, they ask me a lot of questions. Um, and people just like when I make videos. I don't do it very often. Yeah. But <laughs> so I'll probably start doing more of those, too. But those are my biggest uh, my biggest ones right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Whatever. mine would be um, definitely continuing to produce more content. Like, more so getting more structure. Because right now I'm getting more structured. But I don't have a structure. Um, <laughs> I like the way you put that. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm growing the team. So to add a couple more team members right now, there's two solid ones, not including Nate. And so that would be me and the girl I'm bringing on as a brand manager. I do have a lot of support, though. So I want to kind of begin to pay attention to those support areas. So mm-hmm. one thing that we don't do when we have a business is we, we like the support. But if it's not the number that we think we should have right now, we kind of tend to ignore it when we should really just grow that and thrive that and like right. harvest that growth. Right. So I'm going to work more in my support areas. Um, I want to continue to connect creatives and build on the relationships that I have. And Army of Dreamers in 2019, I want that to be its own channel, like an actual network which Ooh, I'm working go. towards that now. The so. new logo is dope, by the way. I don't know who made it. What, what was it? Your new logo. Oh, thank you, thank you. That was actually an Indian artist, and I just went on a whim and like reached out, and she, I had seen her portfolio. She did some cool things, and I knew I wanted something like real clean, so I reached out to her, and she, she did the thing. And she told me, too, in my email. She was like, 
just so you know I'm on your team now. <laughs> so that's dope. Stuff like that is dope. So really, the biggest goal is the AOD network and um, continuing to pour into the podcast and seminars. I like, I mean, the platform Army of Dreamers is has become so influential beyond like what I thought it would be. So, and so, what is your 2019 goal? Oh, my 2019 goal. Um, it's always. I feel like it's always been the same. Uh, just about every year. Um, I think uh, my 2019 goal is to, you know, get better in my career, mm-hmm. you know, just like move, uh, move forward, push, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I would definitely say this year is all about for me getting healthy, mm-hmm. um, you know, putting more focus into the stuff that I do outside of work, mm-hmm. maybe instead of playing, you know, with PS4 all the time, <laughs> so, oh, I'm so addicted to video games, man, it's not even funny, but um, I think, yeah, just basically just working more in my um, arts and craft and uh, just having healthy relationships, um, just living a healthy lifestyle, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like this year kind of kind of went sideways a little bit, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I was under like so much pressure, you know? Yeah. Because especially when you're living out there in, uh, in a place where you have nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was just me and my girl and that was it. You know, yeah. we were sitting here trying to, you know, try to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, you know? I thank God that I have my parents to back me up when I need yeah. them to, you know? but. Yeah, yeah, it's always good to have idea. a good support system. So 2019, it will be more travel. That would be awesome. <laughs> Come to California. I will, for sure. <laughs> that would be my one expensive-ass U.S. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth it because you ain't got to pay back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, I'll just stay where, where we Dope, stay, so, dope. For yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. How Tommy been doing? Uh, she's doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, um, I, I got a... She's on my list. It's just all about when the time is right. Mm-hmm. So it just so happened that this worked out for all three of us. It was awesome. Bro. It was yeah. great. It was a great show. <laughs> Thank you. Show. Thank you. So. And then where can we find you guys at? I know, but what? Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you can hit me up on Instagram. Instagram is Don October at Don October. So D-O-N October spoke correctly. Or, um, <laughs> <laughs> or you gotta tell people these things, yeah. you know? Um, or you can hit me up on my email. Um, it's Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y the T-H-E designer spelled correctly at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, Instagram is probably my biggest social media account. Um, my handle on there is, it's just my name, uh, Jamal Dare underscore artiste. It's just that artist with an name. You'll find it though. Um, I'm also, uh, I've been on Twitter a little more as well. Um, my name on there is uh, pseudo underscore realism. Um, then I'm on Facebook as well. Those probably, I think those, yeah, those are the main three that I use nowadays. And y'all always know where to find me at AOD Media Group. We out. That was a great one. I know. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. I'm excited. Dude, so your you, your brand, bro, talk, talk, talk to me about it because I can tell you, I can, I, can, I can give you the game on that, bro. <laughs> one. Thank you. AOD.